You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Scotty Bourbon. Oh, I do it wrong. Hold Let's it. start over. Just because you got more of you here, don't mean you're better. And this you're, is taking, what, you're taking oh, over. This is what happens when you're on the second podcast of a night. <laughs> so I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, and we are the 15 side. Scotty Bourbon, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, and Ruben Hunt, and we are the 24 side. Yeah. yeah, we are way outnumbered. We're outnumbered, aren't we? Always will be. <laughs> yep. You were, you were <laughs> not, but not better than you were outnumbered. Yeah. You guys, uh, <laughs> those arguments there. You guys were outnumbered when I was here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, Alan's a twenty-four living guy. He lives in a twenty-four. Uh, you know what? And Dwayne's almost there too. <laughs> he is. Uh, no. So I'm here more. We than are at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, a little secret speakeasy out in the backwoods of Franklin County, Indiana, where we secretly. Record the podcast. You need to know the password and look for the pink flamingos. <laughs> We're missing one. As my yeah. shirt shows, Sasquatch guy. That's why I stuck one. That's right. That's uh, a that's a pink flamingo stealing Sasquatch. We know a mushroom stealing Sasquatch. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, that season's coming up for that guy. Tim Squatch. I know. That's going to be a problem. So how everybody doing good tonight? Oh, we're doing real good. I know we are. So what you what you got in your glass, Dwayne? I'm sticking with my Ten Heim Pepsi. Sky Bourbon. Horse Soldier. Oh, Uh-oh. he's changed it up. Oh, he's there you go. It's pretty good. Yes, it is. I'm drinking ginger ale. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. With a hair in it. Wait He's got to drive home. I got to. I gotta drive home. Look over here. Look yeah, that's this. that's what. Uh, table twelve is feeling yeah. no pain. Here's what the words doing when he gets home. <laughs> Mike, what you got, buddy? I'm actually drinking the Jim Beam uh, Double Oak. Double Oak. Ruben, what you got? I'm on a ten high in Coke right now. Good deal, and I've got the double oak as well. So, and speaking uh, of table twelve, they are you getting hear rowdy they over are. there. I think they're drinking more than we are. Probably I, you can tell it's the second podcast with table yeah. twelve. So they're having a great time. So it's great to have. This is the first time in a long time we've had everybody in the house. It's so, a full full house. Be the first full time. house. No, we've had everybody here before. Yeah, at least I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's been a so while. It's been a long fun. time. That's, it's been great. Been, been yes. great. We've had a lot of fun. So off the air, uh, the word talked about, uh, we were talking about a couple different things. So our buddy Mike here has got some uh, health issues he's going through, and we we're talking about EKGs. heart monitors and EKGs. <laughs> and um, so That's the word, my world. That's yes. his world. It's, it's the world of geriatrics. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all there. It's great we're to not, get old. Yeah. So the word was telling a story about when he was a lot younger. A lot younger. And had yeah. a heart monitor on. And he flatlined. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, 
Yeah, so when I was when I was 20, when I was in college, I got viral meningitis, which I can I would not wish that on my worst enemy. I agree. I'll tell you right now. It's uh, yeah. and I was telling you guys, you know, I had pancreatitis and that was that was awful and painful, extremely painful, but it didn't touch the pain I was in with meningitis. So I was taken to the emergency room and uh I think they were suspecting that I was contagious, so they had me in a in in the emergency room. They had me isolated uh, by myself. They hit me with morphine, so to deaden the pain. And so I was I had been in there for a little while, and uh, they had heart monitor on me, and so I'm laying there, kind of half phasing out, and uh, just kind of got focused on the heart monitor and the boop 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 boop. <laughs> You know, I'm watching that, watching that little thing, and probably had been staring at that thing for about three minutes, and just kind of focusing on that, and all, all by sudden, yourself, all by myself, and then it went, boom, just flatlined, and I went, <laughs> took this big breath because I'm like, oh, then his heart really did stop. Yeah, it's a good thing I wasn't in there for heart problems because <laughs> it probably would have stopped it. Right. So as it turned out, the nurse comes chug, chugging in there, and fidgets around with things on my chest and it just was a loose connection but yeah i, I flatlined there for a few seconds and when it came back it was going beep 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 beep, yeah. beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah. exactly she had to clean something so up that, yeah. <laughs> clean up an aisle too so that's that meningitis is nothing to laugh about no. yeah so it's one of those things for for whatever reason college age students are you know and nowadays uh most colleges require kids yeah. be vaccinated right, they didn't right, have right. a vaccine back then so so um and people i mean it kills people and yeah in a, so in we had a classmate time. about that same age that passed yeah. away from meningitis oh really didn't know that so it was a few years later after you know i spent a week in the hospital um they were getting ready to do a spinal tap and um and then they they canceled that and they said we know we know you got you know meningitis. what you got yeah. right so but it was a few years after that I was working, and I was working with a USA, USDA inspector whose wife died the same year that I had meningitis. His wife died of meningitis, and also the, one of the security guards at that facility that I worked at, his wife died that same year. So I, I'm thinking about the, our classmate that passed away. It was a year or two after we were out of high school. Well, so, so this it, was 85. Yeah, right about the same time. It could have been the same time. Pretty close, yeah. 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 85. Yeah. I'll tell you off there who it is, okay. I want to say. But I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so it's a it's that was some nasty stuff. Well, unfortunately, yeah, well, mine was viral meningitis. I, if I understand it right, bacterial meningitis is the more common and more infectious um, of the meningitises, but they're both very deadly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a crazy experience because I had, I had been sick for a few days with the flu, and I kind of was recovering from that, and got feeling good enough to get up and um, and just take a shower because I'd been in the bed sweating just you know right. just you know, ugly right and so I got a shower and it, I think it's the only time in my life that I blacked out so I'm taking a shower and I I remember I never completely lost consciousness but I blacked out and I knew I was falling <laughs> you went I, oh shit been there brother I, really um, I, I remember telling myself don't hit your head you dumbass I remember that <laughs> I've been there brother and so yeah and so six months I, ago I, that was me yeah I yeah. hit the floor I hit the floor and I was still living at home time going to college 
going to community college, and my mom heard me hit the floor, and she's beating on the bathroom door, and I'm laying there going, you know. How'd I get down here? Call Joe, who's my oldest brother. Call Joe. So by the time, you know, anybody else got there, I was up and out and whatever. And probably I went laid back down and 12, probably within 12 hours, my my oldest brother strapped me over his shoulders and carried me to the car on his back. And I was a big guy. Yes, you were. I wasn't quite yeah. as big as I am now, but I was a big guy. Yeah. And he carried me to the car and he took me to the emergency room. Wow. So, no, I wouldn't. Uh, it's, uh, you know, fortunately they got a vaccine for for one or the other right. of those and um, yeah. so it's not as prevalent as it used to be but yeah I flatlined once wow <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it hopefully you don't do it for a long time of yeah. all the things I've been through that's something I haven't done we don't, don't recommend it, it don't, I, don't, I don't want none to. of us have that on our bucket list yeah. so. yeah. nope alright so uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's got he's, a folder out. He's opening the folder. More questions. Hey, can I tell a little story real quick? You can. As, long as, as long as it's not about me. It's not. And and don't make me fact check you. Oh, no, no you can definitely do this because if you fact check this, you realize I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben, Ruben, we don't have to do that to know that. So I have, to, I have to share this because – so. Uh, I'm off work last Saturday, and I go to work, or I'm sorry, I'm off work on Sunday, and I go to work on Monday, and, and I get there Monday morning, and the typical three or four guys are there, we're talking in the morning, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Or we're doing Ude. really well. Ude. Ude, right? <laughs> and so I'm telling them, going, man, I just can't believe this game ended the way it did yesterday. <laughs> and, I'm like so Sunday I was down in the basement working on some stuff and doing some just guy stuff in the basement with some some of my collectibles and stuff and I went upstairs and I flipped on the channel. Are you playing with your dolls again? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm looking through the, the guide and I see oh the Bengals and the Ravens are playing. So I click on the Bengals and the Ravens, right? It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched an NFL game in probably three or four years because of my own personal reference. But so I'm watching the game, and then Marge is talking to me in the in the kitchen, and Marge is back and forth like, "Well, how's it going?" And she's watching the game, so we're really into this game. It's about two or three minutes. Of the third so quarter. our listeners need to know this was on a Ravens game on a Saturday. On oh, Saturday, yes. So our listeners should know that the Ravens game was on Sunday. 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 Right. So I'm watching this game. And I realize, and, uh, you know, I'm like, man, what's going on? And then I, the end of the game is 17-16. I thought, what the heck, right? Bad, terrible. They did a terrible game. And so I'm going to work on Monday, and the guys are <laughs> And, who, and who, who won the 17-16? Who won the game? The Ravens won. The Ravens won the game. <laughs> so, that time. so I'm walking down, I'm having this conversation with the guys. We're like, man, I can't believe they lost that game last night. Like, what game did you watch? <laughs> well, I – I have been totally disconnected with the NFL for the last couple of years. Right? I'm with you. <laughs> right? You with yeah, me, me, right? Do. The whole NFL, the whole kneeling thing. So <laughs> I realized about 7 or 8 o'clock that morning, I had watched the preseason a replay. game. <laughs> a replay so a, of the preseason actually, game. So yeah, it was a I replay had, of the year. replay of I the first game of the year. I had a similar experience. <laughs> I was in an establishment, and the game is on. I'm watching. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> It's weird. It's not. It's not Sunday, and and some guy goes, 
man, if they lose oh this freaking God, game, it, you know. <laughs> right. You know, whatever. So I'm thinking, well, this guy's in town. And, you know, kind of like you, Ruben. Yeah, I haven't been right? paying that much attention. So I walked out. And Robin was waiting in the car for when I get out in the car. I said, freaking Bengals game's on right now. Yeah, right. I was thinking the same thing. Right. I thought like, it was a night game. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so it's like okay, whatever. So it's like a little bit later. It's like, oh, okay, that was not the same thing. <laughs> so, at least then, you didn't go to work talking about it. Yeah, yeah, well, then true. they score. Like, Margie comes in. She's like, yeah, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> what's the wrong damn game? <laughs> so while we're on that, so I was at work today, and there's a, there's a woman that, there at the uh, West Harrison plant who's just – absolutely Bengals crazy Bengals yeah. everything all year long really so she's got all her orange and black on her beads or she got like orange and black Crocs walking around and stuff <laughs> and she comes and I'm not wearing any orange and black you know and she goes what's your orange and black I said what are you talking about what's your orange and black I said I ain't wearing that she goes you know what she said she gave me a bunch of crap and she said right. now next Friday you better be wearing orange and black and I said, you know what? If the Bengals are playing next weekend, if I wear my Home Depot hat, it's orange and black. <laughs> right. So this podcast will come out several weeks after that, right? Right. When this happens, yeah, so, so we'll know what either we'll, either when our listeners listen to this, they'll either have lost to the Bills, <laughs> right. or beat the Bills, no, right. And have played in an AFC championship game, and we'll know by the time this podcast comes out if they're right. in the Super Bowl yeah. or not. Right. Yeah. You know, we're just thinking about that because those guys are giving me crap. Like, what the hell game did you watch? Like, well, see, I'm like you, so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not as into it as I, I used the population. To be, right? Oh, absolutely, but yeah, no, right. I'm just not. I don't pay right. that much attention, right. so it's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, I was more in attention, like cleaning weapons and stuff downstairs yeah. when I come up. I'm like, what? I'd rather waste my time doing something better. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Prepping for Armageddon. Exactly. Or zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> exactly. Right. We got everything covered here. All so, right. And okay. Speaking, here we go. Speaking uh, of Armageddon, now we got Alan's got a folder. We got Alligator. And it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot. It's not in the folder. I got it online. Oh. So broccoli. So broccoli. Broccoli. Oh, I love broccoli. I, I love broccoli. Raw. So uh, I'm assuming everybody thinks broccoli's a native vegetable from here. Uh, actually, I actually, no. I don't know. Where do you where do you think it comes from? The garden. Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where it comes from. Kroger. Kroger. Yeah. Like all my food comes from Kroger. <laughs> What's sad about that? That's what, people I, that believe oh, that. A lot of people believe people that. People do they believe don't understand. Right. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't yeah. butcher animals. Just go to the grocery just store. Just go to the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. True. So Where's it from? It is a hybrid derivative of of all things the mustard plant oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. well yeah I get, sort of looks the same <laughs> in a yeah. way so from the mustard plant we have cabbage brussels sprouts yeah. kale brussels. broccoli and cauliflower and something called colorabi colorabi no that looks good to me but I like Brussels sprouts grilled. They're pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real yeah, good. Real oh, Brussels. Good. I like them grilled. I like the baby ones grilled. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. cabbage. Just I some, like cabbage. Some bacon. I, I just don't like it cooked. I like it fresh. <laughs> I like sauerkraut. Kraut's That's good. Yeah. 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 What the heck, Alan? You're German. You're German. I, had that, like I had that today. I had that no. for lunch. Look it. I'm hillbilly. <laughs> 
And you don't like sauerkraut? And you don't like sauerkraut? <laughs> sauerkraut, sausage, and mashed potatoes. And I don't. Oh, oh, that's man. why I have lunch today. Oh, you, yeah. you can keep your greens. Who was it? No, that Dodie's wants the greens. That's Speaking the hillbilly. Speaking of sauerkraut, somebody was, somebody was telling me this week. I mean, this is to, not totally off the subject, but it's about food. Guy was telling me about this sandwich he put together. Just kind of put it together. He took a <laughs> he took a he took a, a small hoagie bun. Yeah, yeah. Split a, a Italian sausage. Covered it <laughs> covered it with pulled pork barbecue oh. and sauerkraut. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh man, make your that tongue sounds, slap your oh, brain those out. Are good. Man, that yeah. sounds freaking. And awesome. you know what? It was great. You know what sounds? Like? You throw a little mustard in there. Mustard. Some spicy mustard in there. On top of that. Ooh, yeah. So a couple things last week, uh, not last week, several weeks ago we talked about uh, exploding uh, coffee cream and foods. So I thought I'd look up what are some of the other strange additives that's in some foods. We don't really want to know. Well, you probably do. Does anybody here eat microwave popcorn? Yes, everybody does. If I have to. It's, sure. it's not my favorite. It's just so I, I convenient. Love popcorn, but, but it's Dias. so convenient. Microwave popcorn. Yeah. It's not it's it's really good. good. Has anybody heard of a disease called popcorn lung? Yeah, yeah. I have. Yes. yes. So again, I actually, I, I, I think I brought it up. There. Yes. I think I brought it up in our, in our podcast. Yeah, we did. So there's an additive in microwave popcorn that makes the butter flavoring stick to the corn, called diacetyl. If that's inhaled as a vapor, so you get your bag out, open it up. <laughs> Huff your popcorn bag that's traced back to popcorn lung. Yep. And so the biggest problem they had, again, was in the flavoring industry making yeah. that product, making that butter flavored product or, or using that butter flavored product. Again, the operators had to wear air supplied respirators yes. using that stuff Fresh because air. there were. Yet we're lawsuits. snorting it every day. In a well, there were lawsuits that, yeah. uh, for flavoring companies for uh, people getting, employees getting pop- popcorn loan. Well, wow. I thought it came from vaping. Nope. There's well, a warning on your popcorn bag that says do not open Exactly. It. Yes. Yeah. They're trying to find face. a different chemical to use. To, to keep that chemical out, but most po- uh, microwave popcorn still have it in it. Wow. So growing up, do you remember red dye number two? That was a big oh, yeah. thing they yes. took off yeah. the market. Yeah. So now we have red dye number Five. Four. four. It's made of, cr- how to listen to this one. So what do you think red dye four is made of? Uh, I don't know. Are you ready for this? It's made out of crushed uh, bugs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. What kind of bugs? Crushed yeah. bugs. Uh, it's used as a... So I'm thinking red ones. Yeah, they must be red. <laughs> must be them damn little uh, ladybug. Ladybugs. Lady red bugs. ladybugs. Yeah. Red so ladybugs. It's used in fruity drinks, yogurts, ice cream, and it's fast food strawberries. Uh, so it's carmine or conical extract, uh, and it's Jesus been known to cause Christ. health issues. Bugs. What's the guy say? If you can't kill it, pick it. So or grow it, don't eat so it. So I, yeah. I think it's illegal now, but they used to, in the flavor industry, use uh, a product out of uh, beaver <coughs> anal glands for flavor. <laughs> so wait a minute. So wait a minute. Who's, stop, stop. who's the guy? Yeah, that's my who's question. Who's the guy walking around going, that's, "Give me that beaver beaver anal and squeezing yeah. it to get the." <laughs> you might need to fact check this. <laughs> no, I'm serious, Alan. Alan, fact check. So. <laughs> So, wait a minute! Wait, so wait was, when he starts googling beaver, I don't think beaver I anal glands, that. it won't come out well. That'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> start 
Trevor. Just think about what I, what Dwayne just said. Who's the guy that said, hey, what Let's if try we this. squeezed that out was, a tater plant? That was my first question yeah. when I was told this. I was like, well, who figured that out? You know? So, it's like, wow. So with that, we're going to take a break because guess what I'm going to be doing? We'll be right back with Cross the Line 1524. <laughs> Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country and probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations, and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. <laughs> All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524, and we've done some serious investigating. We, don't. Uh, we had to do some fact-checking and just make sure exactly, you know, the facts that were put before us by Mr. Montag, we needed to either confirm or or deny. We fact needed to, check me, buddy. We needed to make sure we didn't put him on topic purpose. <laughs> so, so here it is. The question that we put out there is: There beaver goo in your artificial vanilla extract? So, what do you guys think? Beaver goo. <laughs> beaver goo. Well, tell us, Al. Tell us. Where, Al. Does, where does the goo? Where does Did the you? goo come from, Al? So there's Did beaver. You know. So hold on. There's been a rumor swirling around the internet. It's a rumor. Scaring everyone from home bakers to dessert enthusiasts alike for years now. That there may be castorium, goo from a beaver's nether regions, <laughs> and some artificial food flavorings. But is there any truth to this claim? Or is it just a hoax and a spread on social media? Sort of like the Human Food Network. <laughs> Here's the breakdown of what a beaver's behind's got to do with your next dessert flavoring. <laughs> What you need to know is the word castorium. Castorium is a heavily scented brown or tan goo. And that's secreted from a beaver's castor gland, which is located nail-bodyingly close to its anal gland. Beavers use castorium to communicate with others about marking territory, establishing colonies, and deterring predators. Despite its less-than-ideal origins, castorium smells pleasant. In the past, it's been burned by the Romans in lamps with a belief that the fumes would cause abortions. Now, that's kind of sick. What? <laughs> and trappers have been right lying on it to lure in animals since the mid-1800s. 
It's also been a natural food flavoring for nearly the last century. And yes, it has been used as a replacement for vanilla, raspberry, and strawberry in some flavorings and foods. So that next time you pull up that big, Hold on. <laughs> big but, bowl of vanilla ice cream. But does that mean it's being used in my desserts? Oh. Well, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, generally re- recognizes it as safe. Because of that, companies aren't legally required to disclose when they use castoring. <laughs> Often referring it to it as natural, natural flavors. flavors. <laughs> well, see, you know, when, when you put on the ingredients list, natural flavorings, natural flavoring sounds a whole lot better than beaver anal gland <laughs> goo. Beaver goo. <laughs> Honey, I'm baking so, so hold on. It can, it does, so look, it does get a little better. There's a big chance that you've never had castorium in your food. But there's a good due chance to you the, have. Due to the nature of where it's produced, castorium is hard to extract and involves <laughs> and it glows uh, Milking the beaver milk glands. Milk beaver? Yeah. Hey, what do you what do you do for a living? I milk beavers. Like roughly, no on, roughly only 300 pounds are produced annually. Instead of being put in desserts Anal- like bacon. <laughs> annually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, I'm baking some cookies. Can you go down and milk a beaver's? <laughs> so, I need some beaver milk. <laughs> some beaver milk. <laughs> oh, instead of... Instead of being put in desserts and goods like ice cream, it's often used in the perfume industry to add sweet scents to the product. So, baby, spray on a little beaver. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I got to say through this, we have had another first here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. <laughs> Where table twelve actually turned told, around and told, told us, us to quiet down. We were just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I you heard. know why? Because as you know, as we're talking about beavers, they ain't gonna be happy about it. <laughs> I heard one of them say, "We're just a bunch of twelve-year-olds." <laughs> well, there is. There is some truth. There is that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go milk a beaver later. <laughs> Wait, oh, hell, hell. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> There's the edit button. <laughs> oh. oh shoot! I got a headache from laughing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she, uh, Scotty Bourbon says that. Dodie called me over there. She goes, "Look at this video." And there's a dude laying on a chair in his garage, and he's got a drill with a wheel on it, and he's spinning around in circles. And oh, I went, "I've seen that." Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> You tried it? No, you not yet. It. Not yet. I, I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Next he? on Cross the Line 1521, <laughs> we're going to the garage with the drill. And a wheel. The wheel. Bikita versus DeWalt. There we go. We'll see who can spin the fastest. As you can tell, when we're all together, oh. it gets a little crazy. Oh, boy. A little crazy, but it's all fun. It's all so, Jeff's fault. It's all Jeff's fault. What? You brought up the beaver. Hey, so, you, know, you, you fact check me, guys, you? no joking aside. <laughs> you can't even say that with a yeah, right. straight face. Who, who sat down one day and said, you know, I wonder what that beaver glance is like. What That's the it, hell man. were they thinking? And who decided to make perfume out of it? What what would it smell like? Well, those, tra- <laughs> those trappers do. when they were out all by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we better change the subject. <laughs> New from Fox, the bareback trappers. 
Oh, boy. Oh, we, goodness gracious. So, I'm, Alan, did you know? <laughs> I don't know a whole lot right now after this. Goodness, goodness gracious. Oh, wow. This has been good. It has been. It's been so, nice and relaxing. So, Alan, what did you have on your topic list? <laughs> I'm not... What's next? Yeah. Fat milk? How you going to beat that? I can't beat that. And I, the other stuff I have just doesn't fall in line with that. So somebody's got to have something else we can just shoot the breeze on. Look. Guado. Six of us here. One of us has got the bull to shoot. I've done my part. <laughs> that was oh. shooting something else, but that was a... Uh, Oh, so Scotty Bourbon, you got a joke for us. Come on. Uh, t- wait a minute, Scotty. Tell us a little known fact about what was it? He was talking about that one night and he pulled up some fact. Um, railroad? No. Railroad? <laughs> no, we were talking one night and all of a sudden you pulled these facts out of the air and we're all sitting here like, what the heck? Well, some of them were about the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, Ed- yeah. Edmund yeah. Fitzgerald. Give us some random fact. <laughs> I'm not sure. I have to think about it. So, there, so there's a major <laughs> podcast out there called uh, Stuff You Should Know. Uh, my heart radio big podcast yeah. Yeah. yeah millions and millions of listeners so same time we did a thing on the edmunds fitzgerald they did they copied and they the one host really put down uh the song the wreck of the edmunds fitzgerald how much he hated it they had hate mail from canada uh, you know gordon lightfoot's like their oh idol well, that, well i mean yeah that's and i'm sorry if you can't Listen to the words of that song and get into that song. Right. And just feel, have it's a little heart. Yeah. Right. So obviously those guys were, that host that are younger than we are. Right. No, don't making know. a lot more money than we are, but uh, they're wrong. The record of the Edmonds Fitzgerald is just phenomenal tune. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so uh, speaking of today, speaking of music, uh, David Crosby David died. Crosby David Crosby died. I saw that. Who did yeah. Crosby, David Crosby, 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 Crosby Stills, Nash, and Young, no and the birds, Buffalo Springfield, yeah, yeah no the birds. Yep. So uh, eighty-two. What? Wow. Eighty something. Yeah. yeah. He looked like he was about one hundred and one. Yeah. He, he that's, took that's himself on a rough journey. Yes, he did. For yeah. Part of his life. So. So there like, is a movie called. Hell, even Keith Richards still living. Oh, he's gone out. <laughs> oh, he's been dead he's for gonna... 20 years. Nobody told him. <laughs> Nobody told him that. But I guess Nazi, somebody I said uh, uh, Crosby's last tweet was um, something about heaven. I heard it's cloudy. That was literally his last tweet before he passed away. Right. But but I guess hey, it's true. Heaven, you know, you have it. Yeah. You go into the clouds. So yeah. if everybody's like, oh, he should regret that last tweet. But you think about it a different yeah. way is. You know, everybody kind of thinks of heaven as being up in the clouds, so it depends on how he was thinking about it. So there's a movie called Echoes in the Canyon. So it's on, uh, I think, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, I suggest everybody our age, and even younger, watch that movie. So it's a movie, it's kind of a documentary uh, and musical. It's hosted by um, Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son. Okay. Uh, it's about the music of the 60s in California yeah. in the canyon. Uh, okay. That's where Buffalo Springfield, uh, Mamas right. and the Papas. Uh, and so there's interviews with all these folks. And then uh, Jacob Dylan with other uh, musicians perform a lot of those songs. So David Crosby was on there. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? 
Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG free and most flavors are gluten free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket. Not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. Well, it's a new year, and you know what that means? It's about time for a new commercial for Batesville Liquor Co. located in Batesville, Indiana. If you've not tried their barrel picks that they've hand-selected just for you, you need to get there and do it now. They go fast, they come from different distilleries, and it's your own private select barrel that they've selected. What else do they have? Well, if if you're gluten-free and you like beer, you know that's a tough thing. Well, they've got Glutenberg. It's a gluten-free beer. They've got it back in stock. they got three different flavors, three different styles. There you go. What else do they have? Well, funny that you ask. They've got, from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Conway's Irish Ale. Look at that. Gotta have a little Irish every now and then. They've also got Coastal Sunshine, which is a fruited sour ale. And, of course, they've got your Bush Light, your Bud Light. Even got your PBR. That's right. You can find it all at one place. Batesville Liquor Co. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or if you're in Brookville, stop in at Tebby Liquors. That's right. Tebby Liquors right on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. That's our favorite place. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. What happened? We all went too serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Buffalo Springfield, you had actually Stephen Stills, and the the big name that you're gonna think about is Neil Young. Neil Young, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny at during this movie, you don't get to talk. Neil Young doesn't talk at all, except that at the very end during the credits, you see him playing, and he's kicking amplifier, and it's current day playing. It's not back then. He's he looks like a madman kicking amplifiers over and all kind of things. Really. But, the movie itself is awesome. They interview all these different musicians and all these groups from in the time. And, uh, you know, the mamas and the papas are, you know, if you know that whole story. So you had there's a little sex going on between. <laughs> right. You know, right. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the 60s, man. Yeah. So you had one member with another member. Yep. Yep. So you got to watch. Just it's take a, the time. It's called Echoes in the Canyon. Going on, yeah. And it, it really. <laughs> group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that's another way to look at I it. I guess, really. yeah. But it really, that's where 
some great music came out oh, of that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and a lot of the musicians from this current era should listen to that. Well, some awesome and, music. And, and learn how to play and yeah. sing. Yeah. I mean, listen to the harmony of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I mean, yeah. And they play those songs. Imagine any group today... I mean, Trying to do that without any technology. Well, they just Re- hit a button. It's called well, yeah. harmonizer. Yeah, I know. But I mean, to create that I mean, real you, you sound. You think of some of those bands, Three Dog Night, you know, the Doobie Brothers, the whole, there's it all was that real whole music. group going out there. real music. They had they, to they sing. Were. They had to sound Absolutely. good on their yes. own. Yeah. I mean, and that was the change where the where a lot of the black musicians came in and bands came into that era too, late 60s, early 70s. What's well, that? The the Shirelles and all the other groups that were coming on to those. They, it's a huge blending of music at that time. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, I, I and well, we're old enough. I mean, that's probably the the best twenty years of music. Wow, I tell you, <clears throat> I you know, you think about you had you know Janis Joplin, yeah, uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. right? Uh, just you, I mean, you Pure could just go down the line and the creativity. It really, just, all, right. all the way up until the early 80s i mean you had the late yeah. 70s early 80s you still had creative musicians right. yeah. yeah uh you know Edgar and even Wendt. in even in the oh the winter brothers yeah i mean yep. right. but even in the 80s you had some creative musicians after the mid 80s it kind of went downhill well right. there was a there's a comedian commentator whatever he took i think it was country music and he played a beat and alan knows more than i do so i'm gonna be so you can you can take three three, three chords, chords and play just about every song so that's that's so the deal with that is that's not as big of a deal as you think so every song is, has a structure you have three main chords there's a minor chord so really you take four chords and you can do just about any song you change your keys right four chords you know, you get your three major chords and your minor chord, and you're pretty much set. Now, if you get technical, there's a bunch of other things you can throw in there. But you take four chords, and you can about any song out there, you can you can do. But listening to songs from the '60s, '70s, and then listen to today's songs. After he did that, I started listening. To, I listen to country a lot, so I started paying attention more and i really heard it and i'm like oh my god that's sick that all these songs are this and then you but you listen to the old stuff i don't i can't yeah i See, can't the old play sexy it. stuff I, it's, it's even more pronounced because i play it so but you, the old 60 stuff it would go from a major chord to to the minor chord back to a major chord and that's 90 percent of those 60 songs that's really what they did yeah i guess i just don't hear it the same way i, I, I hear it differently and it sounds like there was more creativity then than there is right. now. I don't Like I said, maybe I, that's the uneducated ear well, here. Well, the difference it. in the creativity is the voice and how they Probably. sing. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because I've listened – Blake Shelton, I love him. He's great, funny, just a crazy guy, but he's on The Voice, and he was doing a live. They make the artists sing live. He was struggling to play, and then – you know, you hear these artists or these young and up and comers singing, and the and the and the now the known artists are criticizing them for, oh, you were off a half a key there, and it's like if you wouldn't have auto tune, you wouldn't have an album. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was listening to a song the other day, uh, Van Morrison, "Sailing to the Mystic." If you just what a great singer, what a great musician. So now he, his song, it's a wonderful what? Moonlight. Yeah. That song, that's not three chords. No, in a minor chord. It's uh, that's a 
in-depth song. It's very good, and you know, I I love old music as well as I do new music. But there's just a different there's a different substance to that old music than it was than it what there is now. It was raw. It was raw. It's totally raw. Well, and you could hear the screw ups a little bit. I mean, which is fine. I'd rather hear. That's okay. That's like me going to a live concert. We go to a lot of country stuff, and I don't. I don't mind if the artist screws up because then I know they're 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 playing. I, it's real. One of my favorite things is listen to live music. I love listening to when you guys played. I love listening to live music, and it's hard to find anymore. Yeah, once yeah. right. When you bring up, we we're on this topic now, and I, and I just saw something, and it's been hot on the news now about AI technology. Yes, yeah. and they've just created. I just I guess just releasing it, and they're talking about. If you want to write a uh, yes. a story for or your college, yes. you can go. I want a story on cowboys written in whatever artist style, and you type that in and you hit enter. Before you can blink, you have that story. You know, I want four hundred words yes. about a cowboy yeah. written in this type of yes. style, and it's there. Yeah. And you wonder, okay, and now they're talking art. Yeah. You know, and, and the AI can create artwork, and they're like, oh, it's going to take over, and it's like, but but you're losing the creativity of it's it. There's not no creating anything. It's taking it. It's copying. following an algorithm. Right. right. So. It's, but but is this going to be the future? You know, some lady was discussing. I listened to seven hundred in the morning. And their business lady was discuss, uh, discussing there's an AI program that will write your cover letter for getting a job. And I haven't had to look for a job, and I've been in business 30, 31 years, whatever. So I haven't had to look for a job for a long while. But she's like, oh, yeah, cover letter is the one thing people don't want to write, you know, so they'll just soon do anything. But there's an AI program that will write your cover letter now, and yep. it's almost undetectable. So who are you hiring then are you hiring the ai computer or are you hiring the person right. or is that cover letter going to become worthless because there's an ai program that'll do it for free so to me the because co- i i interview a bunch of people so to me the color all that crap the resume the cover yep. letter all that's useless it's Once useless I sit down with the person and talk to them you'll tell who if they wrote it yeah i, I interview a lot of people in the same way i don't that means nothing to me right no. well so i use a resume I use the resume to get an idea of right. their experience. history and right. experience. And, you know, if they've had like 15 jobs in the last three years, right. that's, that's an automatic out. Yeah. I mean, right. it's amazing how many resumes you get. And somebody, 90% you know, of them. You, you, you get them and they've got 10 jobs listed right. in the last five, six eight years. years. Right, right, yeah. I've had and three like, jobs in too yeah. many years. So, <laughs> so, so that gets me to saying, yeah, at least on paper, this guy looks like he's got the skills I'm looking for. And then I think to Alan's point, then I sit down and I'm to the point, I've done it long enough that I ask more questions to get at their character. Right. And I want stories. Right. Who are you? Who are you? I want stories about how they've dealt with people. Yep. You know, how did you, de- you know, how have you dealt with, how have you dealt with it? difficult employee and i'll tell you what it gets scary sometimes because sometimes if you just let them go oh man, yeah they'll take you down they'll take oh, you yeah. down a rabbit hole yeah. now yeah and it's like okay it's not the guy thank right? you we'll, yeah. we'll be in yeah. touch and you yeah. now know why they're looking for a job yeah and so exactly right. and so yeah. so but it, you know because I, I got to a point where it's like it's it's about it's about the character but it's about 
the heart part and what kind of person they are yes and how they will treat your other the other people right. you're responsible for and i you know i kind of got to a point where i was like you know i've been doing this long enough i don't I don't deserve to have to deal with a holes. Right, right. And right. some people right. just that becomes that's their career. That's that they think that's in their job title. That's right, exactly right. right? You're right. And, yeah. and and it's not it's not fair to your other employees right. Right. for them to exactly. have to deal with that person. So I got really, and I think I got pretty good at yes hiring people picking out the because I could figure out through that just through those conversations again on the technical side whether they had what I needed or could learn what I needed them to, right? right? And, and so it all kind of became about that for me. And, and um, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, it took, me, it took me too long to figure that out. So, you know, I made bad hires. And, right. then, well, and a bad hire is is way worse than not hiring anybody. You know, oh, yeah. Because once you got it's hard somebody, to get rid of them. Right. Goodness, yeah. But it just so, so unfortunately for you, Dwayne, I heard I heard Dodie overheard her. She was talking about a performance review or something. <laughs> hey, I so you may you may be uh, interviewing oh. before you know it. Before I know it, well, it's whatever. <laughs> well, you know, I'm waiting to get fired. That's, that's the part when you can, when you talk to me for real life and you music now. It, we're 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 just popping out all kinds of music all day long and songs all day long that someone else is creating and not the person singing it. But there, there, you go back to a time where this was the person that writing about their life events and their things that went on. It was a story. Exactly. If you ever watched the, the story of Metallica on Netflix, it's a great one to watch because they wrote stories about what people were doing, what they were doing, and what life was doing. And, and now we're not. We're just picking up what's popular today. Oh, I know. Let's talk about us being on a beach somewhere. What's going to sell. Yeah, and, and that's what's right. And that's not the point. The point is people want to be substance to it. And, um, you know, I learned I learned from a band called Lincoln Park, which is um, – Lincoln Park. <laughs> Lincoln Park is a great band. And, and not only that, but Lincoln Park – I mean, the, the guy, uh, he, he actually committed suicide, the lead singer would. But he wrote he wrote about what was really affecting him in his life, and he was he had a very sad life. Um, I, I and and then you you and think about and you go back and listen to what he wrote about and what he sang about up until the point where, he, and it really was about his life, right. and it was really it exposed to him to what he was very afraid of. But people don't people don't throw themselves out on the counter like that anymore. No. You just want to go. What's popular and what's, what's gonna, the band? What's going right. to make money? Right. And so if it's a country song, here here's your here's your country songs. If it's a guy song, yep. it's about a truck. It's about yep. some girl. beer right. and girl. Right. That's it. Every the dog, single song. The dog going on. Pretty much. Right. Going yeah. On. Yep. It's every song is it's duplication. Yeah. Duplication. Yeah. Right. It's nothing. So, yeah. so you yeah. there's no heart. Right. But but no. I, my my topic bringing up AI is what is I mean we're. We're we're on the down end of our of our lives. I mean, I mean, real loudy. So, what is in fifty years or in forty years? We're saying, I don't even think it's going to be that long. This is how I look at AI is a soulless database that's writing songs about something they have no. Not, there's no feeling, but to it's it. not and just songs. It's going to be songs, art. It's going to be books, everything, books, everything. Yeah, right. yeah because you you want to write a book. Well, and, and you just tell it what to write, you know, and it's going to write it. A lot. And even the movies now, and so and you get into yes. all, yeah. all the the higher technology for you know for the 
the anime. animation and yeah. all right. that stuff. Yeah. What's the, what, the new? Who's going to need an actor? What's the Avatar. Avatar. Avatar, right? And it's like ninety-five percent. I, I, I know a lot of people love that movie, and and you know, I saw the first Avatar, and I thought, you know, the effects were cool. Yeah. But the storyline did nothing for me, right. and I didn't. Even, and I'm but not. Com- I'm not interested in seeing. But in compared to Maverick. Right. Yeah. Totally yeah. different. Right. Uh, right. Well, but because again, there were physical people in that. Exactly. Right. And and uh, and so, but again, if you go back, you know, you go back and look at actors, actors yes. as opposed to somebody who becomes an right. avatar. I mean, right. they can make me an avatar and make me an actor, right? right. Somehow with the technology. Right. right. It'd be but a lot when of you work, go back. Oh, 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 Mike. Magic Mike. Mike magic Rings Mike for the kill. <laughs> Man. You're exactly you know, right. The, but, the actor's gone now. Yeah, so. Well, it's gonna, gone. I think it's going to be. So, yeah. again, you, yeah. you, you, again, and that's where I was going with is the actors, there are a lot fewer and far between who are really yes. those people that can pull you in and they're yes. not they're not the actor they're, they're the character right right that's right and i'll, I'll right. throw tom hanks in there tom hanks can become anything yeah, he doesn't right. need that's he right. doesn't need no special effects and no. he can become whoever and pull you in and pull yeah. you yeah. in cheshire and, banks and, was um, like that and 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 so actually rob and i just saw the late his latest movie grumpy uh, old man or man named otto or man named otto, man yeah. named otto. great movie and I'm not gonna say it was a great movie. Okay. It was it was it was a good movie. Entertaining. Without Tom Hanks, it's a nothing movie. Right. Okay. And it had an okay storyline. I mean, Alan like it because it's kind of on the Hallmark sure. side of things. <laughs> if it's not Christmas, <laughs> on so. right. unfortunately, it didn't end in a kiss or anything like oh, that. Right. But, right. But Tom Hanks, if if the movie it. has any success, it's real. That w- that was so. Let's on, be on Tom Hanks. And but think about it. in Castaway. That's where I was going. That guy, phenomenal. It, it, uh, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. Forrest uh, Gump. Forrest Gump. My gosh. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So those kind of actors have become so few and yes. far between. Yes. Um, well, there's too much reality TV and so, Well, it's not. Th- it's not that. So. Uh, there is reality TV, but so the the biggest blockbuster movies we're gonna go over them. So all of them are Marvel movies, which are ninety percent CGI. CGI, yeah, right. even when you think you're looking at the guy yeah, right. or you're lady, not. you're not. Right. right. I mean, if you look at the it, it's 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 the Marvel, it's the Star Wars, yes. all the stuff that's quite honestly not real and that's fine because we need escapes now and then. Sure. And that's what that creates. But what you don't have is great great now i'll say that i think robert downey because i've seen him in other other movies robert downey jr is a great actor yes he's in the right part yeah uh yes you know and and some parts of the the whole marvel scheme he is as well the way he delivers the lines but he knows how to pull you in right yeah um what was it um what's the detective when he did um sherlock holmes sherlock holmes oh great great movie the best one for me was the judge him and yeah. we all saw it yep. when we were in Gatlinburg. Yep. I haven't seen that. Yeah, The Judge. Robert great. Duvall. Oh, great yeah. movie. Okay. Great movie. Robert yes. Downey Jr. I'd good. seen that previously. And yeah. it was like, oh, it again. Okay, there's one. Robert Duvall. Robert I mean, Duvall. Right. Yeah, he's right. one of those guys, right? Right. 
So, well, you, and, and, I, you know, to go back to what Wayne's point, Dwayne's point was, and you're right. You Dwayne can write or a, Dwayne? Dwayne. You, you can write a point. I'll take whatever. You can now go to CGI or AI and Make write a book it. for yourself. Yeah. And it'll do it for you. I need a, a 20,000 page, six chapter book, and it will actually write it for you. And it's free. And it's I, There's free programs but it's out not, there. Now. There's no emotion attached to that. And that. No. That's where it's going to get lost. And then it's just book after book after book. And it's. But that's you know, why that kind of was my point is are we is the next generation after we're yeah. gone are they going to be so is it going to be so whitewashed yeah. that there's going to be no person I that mean, is going to be creating a story nope. that's going to trigger your imagination because there was an artist where I was listening to the story there was an artist you can paint a painting there's an art AI that'll paint a painting say I want to painting of an ice pitcher in a rembrandt style yeah, yeah and it copies it in a rembrandt well her answer was that's not a creation you've taken rembrandt style copy. and made it so you've copied it so how are you how that's a, that's a forgery it kind of <laughs> in a way right. that was kind right. of her point was who how are you giving credit to the original artist you've copied what they're doing and what you wanted and are, are we going to get to that point in what? let's say 60 80 years are there going to be artists? Is it going to be a thing to where there is an artist creating new art, or is it going to be an AI well, program just filling the, a what's, void? What's happening is we progress forward, we lose our talent for creativity. So I'm going to say it depends. The future depends on what artists and people yes. right. accept and don't accept. That's right. right. So we're part of Metamore, which has right. it's flooded with artists right. and people that, you know, there's going to come a point in time where people are going to say, this is real, this is, this real. is not real. So, so I'm a big believer in in the pendulum. So I think, you know, the, yes. the pendulum swings, and then it swings back. Right. Unfortunately, sometimes it swings in an ugly place for right. longer than Too you long. wish before it gets back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that at some point, you know, it's like the Marvel stuff. For me, it was cool, and then it's just getting to be too. You know, much. well, they're milking it now, you, right? And you know, when they get there, we it's talk like about this. writers and stuff. And and if you've ever read any of Dan Brown's book, Dan Brown's one of the best writers in the world. And the reason why is because he has the ability to take a story and attach it to something that physically is real today, whether it be historical or really there. And he can tell the story while bringing reality to it in a fictional sense and make it great. It's one of the best writers I've read every book he's wrote. And I can tell you, if you there's that's missing now. You don't have the ability to go to talk about, to tell a, a fictitious story, but give a realistic place right. that really happened that. You just don't find that anymore. And it's hard to find those writers. And he is one of those guys, and you're shaking your head because... Oh, I've read them all. He, he's, he's one of the best writers I've ever read. Except his last book, I'm not sure. I, I haven't. I, that's probably the last one I have not read, but I've read Deception Point. I've read... got to have Defense a bad day, Mike. Just, Come on. He just... The <laughs> reason why is because he relates his story to something that is real. Oh, absolutely. And he knows how to draw you in. He'll even get you to the point where you start researching what he's putting in a book, Right. We don't get that anymore. That's creativity's gone. It's not there. Well, it's, you well, get we, it. You get it. You were just talking about. It. You get it. The problem is there's there's just this multitude of crap. Yes. And to try to dig through that to find those. That's exactly right. right. That's hard exactly part. right. Will the will the, to, yeah. will the younger generation that is being flooded with so much whitewashed vanilla, not from a beaver anal gland, but whitewashed vanilla. <laughs> 
there we go. So I got. I had to light it up. I was just thinking right before you said that. I, I was thinking, you know, how proud I am of us, because from where this podcast started <laughs> to getting into this deep conversation, and then Dwayne like, does it again. <laughs> so we're gonna I go. Had to light it up. We're gonna go from banning you from bringing topics to muting your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this went downhill for Dwayne. I had to lighten it up a little yeah. bit. We were getting way too deep. There's yeah. too but many bourbons, in. but it's it's the truth. I mean, it it's, is. It is. Um, main the mainstream media has pushed what we see out there now this is what i'm going to say uh streaming services like netflix there's tons of independent music movies on there that are excellent yeah uh it's excellent acting but you never Um, hear about them you know you don't have to watch what the media tells you to watch right Right. just gotta search for them right you got netflix they pop them right up there the independent movies you know and it's amazing there's no, there's not all the special hey. effects. It's good acting, a good story, movie, good acting. Jerry and Marge go large. <laughs> if you there haven't you seen that movie, you should watch it. We but, haven't, but see, we we're planning on doing it in, in a group. Yeah, but, right. but we're talking yeah. about talking so about that. We were kind of been waiting for kind of getting that schedule the right purpose. We got we got all watch that together. Oh, yeah. that's a great movie. But we talk about CGI. <laughs> if you watch any today regular mainstream TV shows. When we grew up, the the special effects were like, oh my god, that's so fake. But you saw it. Then it, then it, well, be beyond that. But then it went to, wow, that's really real. To now, today, they shoot at a car and it blows up, and you go, oh my god, that car's not blown up. It blows it's, up three times. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's right. they've kind of they went. They're going backwards now. But, and, but here's the deal. We know that, but the younger generations, they that's, don't. That's I know. They be- right. But they believe a scar gets shot, it's going to blow up right, like but a it, nuclear reactor. It's just, look, it's just gone. For so, us, it's gone backwards again to where we went from the crap to the wow, that looks really cool to about now. It's like, oh my God, that's so well, fake. And right. the other thing, the other, the other thing that I see is the problem is the industry bleeds everything for all it's worth until it's just junk. Yes. Yeah. And I'll, yes. I'll take it to Iron Man. I think first Iron Man was cool. And then it becomes this whole, yes. you know, yeah. and, <clears throat> and Guardians of the Galaxy. First Guardians oh, of the Galaxy yeah. and, Gar- and the second Guardians of the Galaxy. They killed it. And then it goes into this or going into Rockies. the, you know, <laughs> well, in the group with Oh, and watch the, the Thor franchise. Good God. Exactly. Well, there, so, there's the word. Oh, you had the word, the franchise. My, right. I was listening to micro. Sucks. I was listening to micro so, today. I was, so the box office would disagree with you. Agree, right? Agree. That's, but that's we watch. We turned on there now. Like, what are we watching? But right. micro's podcast was talking about that. They were talking with a gentleman, and they were talking about what we're going into tonight about you know the entertainment and and it's not you're not watching it for the show. You're watching it for the franchise or yes. for the commercialization of that product, and we're not sharing. Well, there's a generation not sharing the experiences with their kids. They're doing it for themselves. The toy market of today is being run by our generation and, I don't know, whatever generation is below us, is buying the toys not for their kids but for themselves. They're sitting – he goes – and it was – what was with um, Matt Walsh? I think it was the second last one. He was talking about, yeah, I was playing Batman with my son – but it wasn't me and myself in a room by myself playing Batman. He goes, I was sharing it with my son, passing that experience on to him. He said, but you know, they were talking about the franchises and how the world is. We're so stuck on 
the commercial market yeah. is just making money. It's just about making money, and they're just going to keep producing right. until it doesn't make money no more. Then they'll move to the next one. Oh, well, and, and not only that, they'll move to the next one. They move to the next audience. Yeah. So now the new Joker movie, he has a baby. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I heard that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So they're moving to the sense. next audience now. So uh, they call that baby Chuckles? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Montag. Great call. It's not Joker. That's the wor- The word for the one. <laughs> so the other thing they do in those movies is they'll play a storyline out. Yes. And so then they'll go to a different dimension. Dimension. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which, right. yeah. Look, I'm a Star Trek I'm a guy. Star Trek guy, and I, I I like what they did with Star Trek. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought I the last two Star Trek movies. Yeah. Were great. I don't. Yeah. I'm against it. Yeah, when they get into when they get into the multidimensional stuff, and it, years ago, I mean, a couple decades ago, there was a uh, ser- series came out called Heroes. Yeah. yeah, and it was cool. Yeah, and yeah. then they got Until into they this multi-dimensional. Yeah. There was like three of the same. Green person. Arrow was the same way. It then went it was like, way like I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I watched Heroes too. It was on for a couple seasons. Yeah, and I'm like, Arrow, oh, that's just yeah. really interesting. Then they went wacko. Yep. Arrow like, did the same on. thing. It was yeah. just Arrow went to third dimension and like. So it wasn't just this. Arrow. So it was Arrow. There was about four yeah. shows. It was Arrow, The Flash. Yeah. Supergirl. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. And they all. Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. They all went around. Yeah. There's another one. Smallville was a good show for the first couple seasons. Then they yeah. went wacko and it's like. Now, see, and then I they like, died. I like Smallville all the way through to the end. Did yeah. you? I quit. Yeah, I, have, I like When they show. went to that. It was like, you just. I, I don't They want, didn't do the multiverse in Smallville. That was way before the multiverse. No, but they didn't do the multiverse, but they kind of went way out on a limb on all kind of stuff. And to me, it was like. It was just. When Smallville was Smallville was entertaining, it was fun. It was a re, you know a release. It I'm was, gonna watch was this fun, but then it became I got to think about this. This isn't fun no more. It isn't. It isn't. Well, I mean, look it at, isn't entertaining. Look at the Spider Man. There's three sections of Spider Man. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I, like, I, I don't get into Spider Man. So. But crazy. I agree with you. Iron Man one, kick ass. And I'm gonna it, and I'm gonna the, whoop some butt. Right. And then two was eh. Yeah, and then now it it's went all the heck. Yeah, now they. Well, he's dead now. Well, I know he's dead now. I, I saw well, that. for the moment. I'll be a new Iron Man. For now. How about Captain America? Well, you I was can't sad be Captain when America he, if you don't have the power. I don't get all that. Crap. I was sad when Captain America. He had power. He had the, the shield, but that's... No. That is no. the power. Was, no. That is not the power. Okay, I haven't watched it because I'm thinking, why are they giving it to that guy? I was sad when, just because I'm a... You know, I'm thinking, Don Cheeto, come on, this is a racist thing. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to take that off. <laughs> so this is probably why... I watch more and more reality TV. I mean, I have a reality TV. Like, right now, Robin and I are real heavy into Bering Sea Gold. Yeah. I mean, I've, you talk okay. about yeah. some people doing yeah. some real stuff. It's like, wow. Yeah, I ain't making shit that. up. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's well, like, wow. Well, I think something's well, made up. You know? it's exaggerated. It's exaggerated and it's if played up really a little bit. you really believe the Kellys are fighting with everybody? <laughs> well, if you, if well, actually. Well, wait actually, wait actually yeah. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Yeah. I'll pause one second. He knows the names. Yeah. Well, he okay. watches. Now, he watches. I've been watching for a long time. Well, if you so listen to Micro's podcast about it, yeah. I could believe they are fighting. Yeah, I with started everybody. watching yeah. Gold Rush. 50- oh, yeah. That, whenever yeah. it started. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And, you know, Deadliest Catch was, you know, yeah. and That's still is. It's yeah. still on. But it's yeah, if like, you remember Gold Rush, what's his name? Was like 17 when he started, right? No. Yeah. He was like 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, right. So, again, it's like. As opposed it's, to the stuff they bleed and, out, and it's you know it's, everybody has their own right. and different generations. What's different things, and sure. it is what it is. 
I just we've been here an hour talking called, about this. I want to make a show called "Lost in the Out" or "Lost in the Mountains," being chased by banjos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hey, think there's a movie about that. It's called Deliverance. There's already a movie about that, Ruby. Squeal. Burt Reynolds. Here's, a, here's, how like we're gonna, a, here's how we're going to end this. Squeal. Squeal, squeal like a pig. You've heard it too, right? Well, yeah. Deliverance. Right, Actually, it. I've never watched that movie. What? Oh, that is a oh, great movie. How scar you? I've only watched that. That's why I've never watched that. That's a classic movie, man. Yeah. Right, that, well, I'm surprised. The next trip hey, we're watching Marge. You, I'm with Alan. Before I'm this totally runs off that. the tracks. Yeah, we're getting up there. I'm surprised they have not remade that movie. Tony's going to be aggravated. Well, they couldn't remake that. Now. Know, He's got so to drive around movie. the block. Tony's going to have to <laughs> drive around the block about 15. Hey, times. Tony, exactly. turn left. So, <laughs> turn left. Speaking of the movie Deliverance, the the main song everybody knows from that's called Dueling Banjos. Dueling yeah. Yeah. You know what's wrong with that? It's not dueling banjos. No, it's, it's a guitar and a banjo. It's a guitar and a banjo. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yep. for Across the Line 1524, <laughs> I'm the guitar player, Alan Stanger, with Dwayne Bischoff, Scotty Bourbon, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, and Ruben Hunt. And run while you can. <laughs> it's here for Table 12. Out of, out of the six of us, who do you think would be the one to squeal like a pig? to you live from the Cross the Line 1524 Studios with SJs. Enjoy. This is 12-year-old football analyst SJ. And this week, coming up with the NFL, we got the Super Bowl, of course. And really, it sucks the Bengals aren't, aren't playing in that game uh, due to in my, in my eyes, horrible officiating, but uh, the Bengals just did not. They did not look, like, great that game. Neither did the Chiefs. They got bailed out. They, had to, they were able to replay it down. It went from uh, – it was third down, and they ran a play, but they got to redo it, like, with a new play, new everything, uh, because a ref ran onto the field trying to call the play dead, the, like, the second the play started. Uh, but the thing was, no one even noticed the ref. Everyone ran their routes and played as if it was a, if it was a live play. And so they got to replay the down, knowing what defense the Bengals were likely to be in and changing up their entire scheme to what works and what doesn't. Which is it's just it's not right. That's just not right. You can't do that. Uh, it was it was awful the whole game. Trey Hendrickson on the last play before they kicked that game winning field goal, he, it was so obvious he was he was being held. Um, like he like the guy there the offensive lineman he was going up against was nearly on his knees and he was just like grabbing onto his jersey. I, I don't know how a ref like, there's specific like there's multiple refs on the field and one of them watches the offensive and defensive line. 
So make sure like holding and blocking the back and uh, illegal man downfield aren't happening. And he just completely missed on that one. And uh, the, the officiating was awful throughout the game. Um, but Joe Burrow took about like three steps back after throwing it. One play and just gets completely laid out. And what they've been calling uh, roughing the passer this season, they have been calling it to anything that's that's above the waist. Like if you're hitting them above there, it's going to be roughing the passer every single time, which is just it's ridiculous. But um, no shot that that wasn't roughing the passer. That's... Uh, that's just, it's just, it's so obvious, too. Like, everyone saw it, and somehow the refs couldn't. And a lot of people have been saying that it was a bad call to call a late hit on their side, when I, which I don't really think it was. It was obvious he was out of bounds. I understand it's like a, it's a huge freak of nature uh, defensive lineman that's running full speed at a guy, um, and he can't, it's hard for him to stop on a dime. And to pull back and not hit him, but players can do that. It is why they're so athletically gifted. It was, it's so that they can stop on a dime and not cause any stupid penalties. Um, it was not his fault uh, the Bengals lost that game, though. He played an amazing game. He was phenomenal. He was easily our best defensive player. Uh, it may not show up on the stat sheet, but he he was the heart and soul of that defense that game. Really promising. Truly phenomenal uh, game that he had, the impact he had on that game. And I definitely think if the penalties, they either have to call all of them or they don't call any of them. And they just stuck, stuck with the Chiefs the entire time. And it was obvious that was lopsided. Um, like some of the things they wouldn't call for the Bengals and some of the stuff they called for the Chiefs was just... It was just awful officiating throughout the whole game. Um, but moving on from that, the Chiefs will be playing in the Super Bowl. Ja- Patrick Mahomes ha- played a very, very good game. He definitely he, – he deserved to win. He was making phenomenal throws every single down. And even, even when you're tackling him, like he can drop it, he can flick his wrist, and there it goes 60 yards down the field – perfect dot to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was who was cooking the Bengals, got over 100 yards. Patrick Mahomes is finding him open every single play, and that's because the, the, uh, the Bengals, they played so far back because they were scared of the speed on that team with McCole Hardman, who was back from injury, uh, Sky Moore, who was very fast, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They really brought in, who I think, that everyone knows that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is not even close to being on the same level as Tyreek Hill. But they brought him in to sort of be that, that, uh, that speed, that guy that's, that has all that speed that can sprint full speed 60 yards down the field, cook his defender, then just have Patrick Holmes drop it into the, drop it into his hands. Nice, nice and, nice and warm, nice and cozy, right into, right into his palms take it off for a tutty um but he was he was phenomenal that game he he played a he played an amazing great game um but the on the other side of the nfl and the nfc 
the Eagles versus the 49ers. 49ers, really, they got... They were very unlucky that game. 49ers, uh, both their quarterbacks got hurt. Uh, Brock Purdy suffered a substantial... Uh, I think it was in his elbow injury. I'm I'm not for sure what exactly happened to him, but it was in his elbow. And so they had to put in the a very, very old um, veteran who's been moving around, even not even in the NFL. He's been moving around different leagues. When the USFL uh, was popping up uh, a few a few years ago and um when it came out when it came up last year i think he was in that he was in the xfl a few years ago and he's just been moving around league to league team to team and he's played for the 49ers three times i think throughout his entire career and he he was put in he was put into the starting quarterback with purdy out but then right after he got the starting spot he got taken out with a concussion and was not able to re-enter the game so they put purdy back in with without being able to throw and they just had to hand it off every single time which just did not work against the Eagles amazing run defense their defensive line is really stacked they've got Ndamukong Kong Su who is just he's not like a phenomenal like pass rusher or even a run stopper but he's just he's he's so big he is huge like you just you, you physically cannot stop that and that's what makes him like such a good run stopper is that you just can't stop him. Like, he has he has that dog mentality where he'll, he'll run through a wall. He'll run through a wall to win a football game. And uh, you could definitely see that. And Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, who was recently signed on a one-year deal, will probably retire at the end of this year. Um, but he, he's, still, he's still very good. He could still play for another two, maybe three years at being like a serviceable backup, but uh, he's been playing forever. It's definitely right him to probably retire at the end of this year. Um, but Jordan Davis, even who's been behind Fletcher Cox most of this year, he's 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 played good. Like he's like the Eagles love stacking their line with like huge like freaks of nature. Um, they're just gigantic. Like no matter what, you are not stopping them. And Jordan Davis is huge. They're a good run defense. Their defensive line, they don't really need, like, amazing linebackers because their defensive line is not letting them get past the line of scrimmage. And I think they have one of the most underrated players of in the NFL with Hassan Reddick, who had a very, very good year. I think he had 16 sacks this year, something around that mark. And he, he's been going off ever since the Cardinals. He played well with the Panthers when he was there for one year. No idea why he's becoming sort of a, a journeyman uh, edge rusher these past few years, going with the Cardinals and Panthers and Eagles um, on three years because he is really good. He is really, really good. But he was, he was really good off the edge, you could tell. And Darius Slay and James Bradbury – to lock down corners. James Bradbury, I think, does not get enough credit. I think he's still as good as he was with the Giants for that one weird year where he was, like, a top 10 corner. Oh, actually, I don't know if he's still top 10 because, like, corners have gotten really good this year. But he's still, like, on par with that Giants version of himself. And they recently traded for C.J. Gardner-Johnson, whose official position is safety. 
uh, strong safety. But he really he's really a slot cornerback that they can move to safety if they really need him. But he may he may only play slot corner. And he's been a very very good pickup for them. He has been locked down. He can stuff the run. He can he's just the guy that can do everything. You can plug and play him really wherever you want. Even coming off the edge occasionally. If you want to line him up as cornerback and have a corner blitz, you can totally do that. He's not too small uh, to get pushed around by those offensive tackles. And he's, he's not, like, super slow where, like, you he won't be able to do anything against them. He's fast enough and big enough to get around any offensive tackle you throw at him. So he's really just a, a phenomenal player who's really underrated. This entire Eagles defense is underrated for what they contribute to the team. But, of course, the Eagles' main point, um, their offense with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, with A.J. Brown as their star wide receiver is easily, I think, been top five this year. Titans, you can really tell, are holding back his talent with their mainly rushing offense. But he's really been uh, unloaded on this. On the NFL with the Eagles mainly passing offense, it's not mainly passing, but a lot of their, like, Reputation for having a good running game comes from Jalen Hurts scrambling out of the pocket and getting 15 yards when it should have been a sack. And I feel like they really do not respect Miles Sanders enough. He's a very, very good running back, and he could possibly be on the move this offseason where he's traded, signed and traded, or if he just if they don't think they, they can get enough for him and they just let him go. And it's really... He'll go to a team that I think will maximize his talents. He's a very, very gifted running back. But their backups aren't too bad either. Like, if they let him go and they aren't able to find a good enough running back, which could be Bajon Robinson uh, or Jameer Gibbs, they could take in the first or maybe even Jameer in the second round. Depends on how NFL teams value running backs, which usually isn't too high, but both of them are very, very good. And it could easily be first-round picks. But there's a few teams ahead of him. I could see taking Bijan Robinson. And there's Tony, pa- Tony Pollard is coming into free agency this year. And it's, it's sort of up to, the, up to the Bay whether they're getting an extension or not. Or if they're willing to, like, keep Zeke, who has not been... He's been, he's been a solid running back, but just not efficient enough. Which really is the reason why a lot of Cowboys fans... Uh, choose to think that Pollard is better, who's now currently his backup, and that he should be starting, which I agree with. I completely agree with. Tony Pollard is a phenomenal player. I think he's better than Zeke. Zeke is sort of like a touchdown merchant, I think, at this point. But Tony Pollard is a very efficient running back. Like, with the limited carries he gets, he's averaging, like, four or five yards a carry, I think. And he is he's definitely going to get a huge contract. I think he'd go to the Eagles... This offseason, but moving on from the Eagles, going to the 49ers. Uh, 49ers, very, very unlucky for them. It feels like they're always having concern with injuries. Brock Purdy will be back, hopefully, by next year. They say he should be ready by training camp. And I think he'll remain the QB1 until he starts like playing down to his talents for the 49ers next year. I think Trey Lance, we moved to the bench yet again, feel really bad for him. He was drafted with the third overall pick. And he has he's only played like five, four games. And 
they're just gonna I feel like it's gonna be they're gonna be swapped in and out depending on the game plan. His Trey is definitely the more I think he has more talent than Purdy. Purdy is definitely the hits every receiver, every open receiver has really good progressions. He does the little things right. That's what Purdy does. He does the little things right. Trey Lance, he's a very boomer bust player. Like there's a chance of him like scrambling out Running out, throwing a nuke. He has a very, very strong arm, very underrated arm. Throwing a nuke to a Debo or Ayuk for like a 50-yard touchdown. He could do that, but then the next play, he'll just fall over, throw the ball up, and get it, get it yicked up all the way to the, for the for the touchdown. Pick six. But I think I think if they were to develop Trey Lance the way they developed Brock Purdy. He could be he I mean he's easily a pro bowl. I mean Tyler Huntley, the Ravens backup quarterback, who played for two games who had less passing yards than Joe Flacco was a pro bowl. So the Pro Bowl isn't even like an achievement anymore. Anyone can make the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think Jarrett Stidham, the, the second string for the Raiders, could probably make the Pro Bowl if he played three or more games. Uh but uh Trey Lance is definitely a very talented player. And I'd like to see him develop somewhere other than 49ers where the quarterback room is so close. Uh, I could see possible trading locations. If the Falcons really do not want, if they see something we don't in Desmond Ritter, uh, who who's looked solid through his limited uh, time as quarterback, filling in for Marcus Mariota, has looked at least decent. He's looked serviceable. And if they really want to move on from him and just not even give him a chance, I could see them making a move for Trey Lance. I could see the Raiders making a move for Trey Lance. The Jets, maybe. But I think the Jets, they have enough cap space. They're going to try to get a, a Tom, or not Tom Brady. He retired, actually. Haven't even thought about going over that. But you, you never know with Tom Brady. He could end retire the next in a few weeks. So I'm not going to go too much into that because it could get outdated really fast. Um, but uh, the Jets, I could see them going to more of a expensive Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson type. But there's a lot of trade destinations for Trey Lance. I don't think they're just willing to move on from him. I think it'll be a quarterback battle next season, and whoever wins it at the end is there is going to be their QB one uh, two seasons in advance. Um, but they they lost this game. That's all that matters right now. The Eagles will be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on February 12th at 6.30 in Arizona. And I think I think it's going to be a good game. Two very, very high-powered offenses whose defense has looked a bit, a little bit uh, disappointing at times uh, and can definitely choke. So I, I'm expecting a high-scoring matchup with the NFL's two most dynamic offenses in my eyes. Uh, I think it would be real. It would have been really fun to watch Burrow uh, go against Hurts and the Eagles, but I don't. I don't think the Super Bowl is already a loss. I think I definitely want the Eagles to win because Mahomes not Burrow and the Bengals out of the playoffs. Um, and I, I don't. I don't really like Mahomes to be honest. Mahomes, Mahomes is like so good it makes me mad. Uh, and like I, I don't even know. He's just so good it makes me mad. I just want I just want the Eagles to destroy the Chiefs, and, and I'll be happy. But I, I just want I want a good game. At the end of it, I just want a good game, and uh, I want it to be. Hopefully, they get some better refs, 
and it can be a very, very even and fair-sided game, unlike the Bengals game. But in my in for my predictions, I got the Eagles winning it by six. I think that they kick a field goal. I think their defense comes up, either forces a turnover, gets a stop, and they they march down the field. I don't think they're they're content with even like possibly going three and out. Even only leaving Patrick Mahomes like twenty seconds to get three, that is way too much time. So I think they they march down the field using a lot of their passing game. I think they even run a few like read option, like trick trickery plays, and they kick a field goal and they kick it back off to Mahomes. Just can't get it done with the like thirty seconds that they give him to get a touchdown. And that's how I think that game goes. I think Mahomes does force many turn or not many. But a few turnovers, maybe an interception or two. I do not think Jalen Hurts has any turnovers. Like, I think the Chiefs' defense is good, but I feel like they sell on a lot of turnovers, a lot of dropped interceptions, a lot of fumbles that should have gone their way. But they just, they just, they sell them. They, they just give up way too easily. And that's why I think Hurts has zero turnovers on the board. And I think they win the turnover battle, and that's the reason they win the play, they win the Super Bowl. And they become two-time Super Bowl champions. That's all I've got. It's going to be a phenomenal Super Bowl. Very excited for it. Really sad that the season's going to come to an end so fast. Feels like it just started, but, I mean, we still got the awards, you know, the Pro Bowl. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to be watching the Pro Bowl, but it's fun to it's fun to watch what happened on YouTube. I like to go through all the all the skills challenges. Like, they did the best catch in the and the dodgeball game and the flag football they're doing this year, they're placing the Pro Bowl game with the flag football because of how boring last year's Pro Bowl game was. And at least we've got that in the awards ceremony, which is happening soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but that'll definitely be interesting to see who takes home MVP. Uh, but really, I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. And that's all I've got, and that's it. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelline1524.com we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.